Hi doctor, are you currently seeing patients with shoulder pain? What about frozen shoulder? What if I could teach you a neurological treatment system in which you could literally take a person from frozen, frozen shoulder to a full range of motion in two visits? And this system is so powerful that we guarantee results in two visits or we don't accept the patient for care. Hi, I'm Dr. Andy Barlow. I'm a board certified chiropractic neurologist. I also carry a fellowship in functional neurology and every Wednesday night at 5 p.m. I'm giving a one hour seminar free of charge. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help your community. I'm here to help our profession go to the next level. I personally look forward to seeing you every Wednesday night. I want to, I want to completely change your life and change your community's life. And I can help you do that because I've helped hundreds if not thousands of doctors from Europe to Canada, all the way to New Zealand with these types of health issues, okay? So I look forward to seeing you Wednesday night at 5 p.m. Central on the webinar. Have a great day. I look forward to seeing you on, on the internet. Probably have an old school website, just like this old school Voltron from the 80s. Here's the thing, video websites are dominating the entire internet right now. But only 3% of people have video websites. What is a video website? When there's continual movement. The beautiful thing about continual movement is that when you have movement, it keeps the buyer wanting to stay on the website. Here's the beautiful thing. If you look here at Dr. Mo's website, he is dominating, dominating, dominating. His website's everywhere. Not only that, but He's omnipresent. It's about time to get you out of the static world websites where they don't move, doesn't do anything for you, but come into the video websites where we dominate Google and get you omnipresent. It's time to step in the future of marketing. Make sure you click on the button in the bottom for a consultation and we'll get back with you. Hello everyone, my name is Mark. Anthony with Edge on Regenerative Medicine Show. We have a special guest today, Dr. Alexander Thermos. I am so blessed to have uh, you, Doctor, here on the show. Thank and you for having me. Thank you so much. And here's the beautiful thing, everyone. Um, sharing is caring. Remember, one video can change one person's life. So if you're not in pain, just think. Just you sharing. You can help one person. So let's share everyone on social media. Let's focus on helping people, especially in these times that we're in. Today, we're going to be talking about why regenerative medicine saves people money. Really, why, how, how regenerative medicine not only helps and saves you money, but gets you walking, gets you moving. Um, I work with a lot of regenerative medicine doctors, and I'll tell you what, regenerative medicine is one of the most quickest ways to get not just healthy, but back on your feet. And being with your family. So again, thank you so much, doctor. Um, I can go on and on about regenerative medicine because I've seen it help my family. And um, but uh, yeah, tell us about how how you got into regenerative medicine. Tell us your story, doc. Sure. Yeah. So I, I I'm one of those early uh, responders just because I had to because I had a a personal issue. I'd had. Uh, three knee operations when I was uh, 14 years old and then a fourth one uh, a little later. And so the next opportunity that I had, because I'm an old hockey player, 
Uh, it really destroyed my, my knee. And so the next thing they wanted to do for me was a joint replacement. Well, I was in my 30s. Mm -hmm. And I knew that a joint replacement of 30s wasn't going to work. And even the surgeon told me, he says, you're too young for that. So I said, well, I don't want you to do it anyway, but I'll, I'll keep searching. And so I started searching and, and got into something called prolotherapy, which is the kind of the father of regenerative medicine as far as joint stuff goes. I had the blessing of spending a, a month and a half when I was in medical school with Dr. Tom Raven, who's in Denver, Colorado. And he um, wrote one of the textbooks on, on prolotherapy and regenerative medicine. And so I got to spend an entire month with the man and he was a, an angel of a man and taught me a ton. And so I started doing regenerative techniques to my own knee because I didn't have anything, anything else to do, you know, because I knew that they wanted to replace my knee. And so I had to do something. Well, so I continued to do that over the years and offered it to patients and did prolotherapy for patients and eventually got into stem cell. But I'm still playing hockey. I'm 60 years old. 25 years later, I play hockey with Grace, but I still haven't had my knee replaced. But you still play? I still play. Still hockey. play today. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the goalie. I'm the goalie. So you can imagine how tough that is on knees. And, and so regenerative medicine has to work because wow, it works. It's worked for me. It's worked for plenty of my patients such along the way. And, and it's great just as far as the quality of life and just changed the course of my direction. So I, I devoted a great chunk of my practice in a, into doing regenerative type stuff because it worked so well for me. And so many of my patients need it along the way. And it just dovetailed really well with doing uh, all the other alternative things that I've done for patients, for cancer patients, such like that over the years. That's amazing. So hold on. I'm still stuck on you still play hockey. Um, yeah. So you're in an actual league. And uh, are they are they easier on you? Are they rough? I mean, how is that? Heck no. When I'm out there on the ice, I'm <laughs> I'm usually the oldest guy on the ice by far. And I usually get a couple looks from some of these 20 year olds like, who's this old guy along the way? Well, they find out who the old guy is after I've been out there quite a while because I I used to be a lot better than I am right now. But for 60 years old, I hold up pretty well. So, man, you're still you're hanging with the young cats. Yeah. Is it amazing how you're still able to kind of hang in there? Oh, I know that's God's grace just because I needed the regenerative help because I had a stroke back in 2008. There's more. So I had a stroke in 2008, and so I used hyperbaric oxygen in order to help regenerate the part of my brain. And so I went from not being able to walk and not being able to use my right side. And now, as you can see, I can move both my arms, and I play hockey, for gosh sakes, and nobody ever looks at me and says, that guy's had a stroke. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that, that's all grace. <laughs> Amen. That's grace. And he led me to the people where I could learn how to do these things for other people. And so that I had the opportunity to do it for myself when I needed to do it for myself. And so my wife at the time was putting me in the hyperbaric chamber because I told her this is what we need to do. And so she put me in the hyperbaric chamber and I did that for 40 days in a row for an hour and a half a day and just did my own rehab and I'm here moving. That was 2008. So we're 12 years later and I'm moving around. So after 2008 that happened, when did you start playing hockey again? What year did you start playing after 2008 at w within a year? Shut up. Yeah. Within a year. Yeah. And so nobody gave me a chance. Everybody was 
had pretty much written me off. The, the, the rehab facility said he's, he's going to be in rehab for six months at a minimum because I wasn't able to walk and I wasn't able to talk. And it was God's grace that I got my speech back first and started being able to move. And I just did the rehab as I knew that I was doing for other patients along the way. And God blessed me with a healing miracle. That's, unbe that's unbelievable. Wow. So, man. So everyone out there, you're, you're, you're hearing this. So if, if you're out there, here's the thing. There's going to be people here that have struggled with a stroke. Give, give Dr. Alexander a call. Nothing will hurt. You know, I, I think it's amazing how God gives us these tools, which he's given a lot of tools to Dr. Alexander, many tools. We, we can't name on, all on here at once, but that can help other people. So if you're in pain and you're doubting, stop doubting because we're talking to you and you and you. <laughs> everybody out there. So let's go on to something a little bit different. I just had to do a, a quick cut on that. Sure. I just felt a little umption on that. Um, what would you say to someone that says, you know what? I don't know about this, this uh, regenerative medicine or stem cell. I'm, I'm thinking about maybe just, maybe just doing the surgery. What would you say to somebody that's thinking about maybe going that direction instead of uh, with regenerative medicine? Uh, I always am about options and that's what that's what I see my role is here is present viable options to them. What's the reality as far as to what they're going to get out of the situation. And, and as long as they have a realistic picture and they make the decision, if they opt for surgery, that may be the direction God wants them to go. But a majority of times that's not, that's not necessary. Uh, things like that don't have to happen. As long as you've got shreds of a few ligaments left, you got some cartilage left there. You're going to, you're committed to doing the rehab. You're committed to, uh, a good diet so that you can grow these tissues because you can't grow them in a toxic environment. I mean, if you're a smoker and a drinker and you're going to continue to smoke and drink and you want to heal something like a destroyed joint, it's not going to happen. You've got to commit that you want to do that and, and improve the circulation of the tissue by quitting smoking, you know, and, and plenty of folks have done that over the years uh, through my, through my practice. And I've, I've just had a mandate that if somebody's a smoker, we just can't do this right now. You got to quit first along the way, but they do have the option of doing something like that to help. And I believe that they are going to have a better outcome long-term because once you start cutting on tissue, it never responds the same. There's always scar tissue left behind and you can't ever predict the outcomes of surgery. There are plenty of people that have had surgery that wind up with a chronic pain problem or a chronic joint problem or the pain problem never gets corrected, even though they've had the quote corrective surgery to be done. At least with a regenerative technique approach, you can try something and you're never going to make it worse. You're never going to create a worse situation for yourself. You always have the opportunity for other types of things that you can do for healing along the way. And I'm always of the opinion, the least amount of surgery, the better off you are as, as an old mentor of mine uh, once said, uh, there is not there is not a problem that surgery can't make worse <laughs> along the way. So we want to avoid surgery if we can. If we can't, we can't. You know, if somebody's got a a, a, a bursting spinal fracture that they wound up with uh, as a result of a car accident, heck, I'm not going to jump in and tell them let's try some regenerative techniques. That's that's not appropriate along the way. But for garden variety type things these strained ligaments, these torn ligaments, uh, degenerated joints and things like that. Regenerative medicine can bounce somebody back, get them back to work faster, right. cost, them, cost them less, less rehab, less pain, better quality of life, 
less overall long-term complications. Here's the thing. I wanted to kind of switch it up a little bit. Has anybody ever came to you after they went through surgery and then tried regenerative medicine? Absolutely, yes. Absolutely, yes. What, 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 what were some of the side effects that you saw? Was that, was, it pretty, was that pretty good or was it okay? Well, there's a lady that I take care of that has had a total of seven, seven spinal surgeries to this point wow. in time, one in her neck and six in her back, and she is having one complication after another. And it's just, it's just not going to work. I have another patient of mine who's had one spinal surgery to this point in time, which I advised him against eight years ago or so. He came to me and he said, well, I, I've got to, I've got to do something because I can't, and they want to operate again. And I said, well, let's try this. And so we did some stem cell with him with his back. And I did some uh, osteopathic and chiropractic uh, adjusting with him too. And the combination of all that, he's back and he's working here again no surgery needed. And Jim's just a really thankful and, and happy guy as a result of being able to avoid all that. But how about you have someone that went through some major surgery and then they came to you? Like, I mean, well, they're still in the rehab process from the surgery? No, let's just say like somebody just got out of surgery and a year later they're realizing they're still in pain. Right. Oh yeah. That was Jim's situation because oh, he had okay. had back, he had had back surgery. Oh, and I told okay. him not to have the back surgery. He still is having the problem that he did, and things got worse, which is why he came back to me, and that's when we started doing the stem cell. And, yeah, he's, he's functional now. He's functional. He still has a scar tissue left behind from the surgery that was there, and plus he has the injury, but he is so much better off than he was. So I, I believe he's a pretty happy camper. So would you say that most of the people that you see that you see coming with for stem cell, maybe 80% of them are, are knee pain? Uh, 80% of them are pain issues. I, I would say uh, <laughs> just because of the, the things that, that I see, but, but there are screening things that I do just because, because somebody comes to me and says, I, I want to do stem cell with like this one fellow came to me from Simi Valley came to me with his hip. And I always do a screening procedure to make sure that, First, do no harm. I believe that's what God's charged me with first along the way. And so I looked this guy, he brought the films, and he was a perfect candidate from a joint standpoint. And we were talking about, yeah, we're going to do it. I just was just waiting on his final labs to be shipped over here via fax, which I, uh, I looked at when uh, Sandy brought him to me from the front. And I said, I'm sorry, we can't do this. The man had a prostate cancer. His primary care doc had missed it completely. A normal prostate PSA is between zero to four, up to 10 is considered concerning, beyond 10 is considered cancer until proven otherwise. He was at 96, his PSA. So he had a prostate cancer and we couldn't do stem cell with a guy like that. And I said, you know what, if your prostate cancer is resolved, be glad to try and help you with your hip. But that's not something we can deal with here right now. So, so not everybody who wants it is a candidate along the way. That's that's the key is they have to, they have to be a candidate. You have to match up the treatment with the person in the right situation. You can't just take everybody and do everything with everybody works the same. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Okay. Well, so what would you say the average, what it would cost for an average knee surgery or back surgery? Do you know any of those numbers like the average that you've seen? Yeah. So, so with a, a back surgery bargain basement type, costs right now are probably a minimum of at least $50,000. And that's with no complications. That's just for the surgery. And then if you're talking for 
the rehabilitation and going through the braces and, and going through physical therapy and, and such like that, you're probably talking at least another forty to $50,000. And that if you add on top of that the medications that are involved to help somebody recover from the surgery, the anti-inflammatories and everything that they dispense, and then possibly the, the chance of getting stuck on, on the narcotics as a result of the pain just recovering from the surgery itself, you add a, on top of that, that's another three to $5,000 just in medications over the course of a couple of years along the way. And so those wow. costs really add up along the way. And if somebody's got, let's say, a, uh, uh, a deductible of 20%, well, a deductible of 20%, and we're talking over $100,000, that's $20,000 right there. So that's a heck of a lot of money. They're really not saving anything, and especially if it doesn't work and they have to go in and have another procedure done. I mean, that's what they did with me with my knee. I had one surgery and they had to take me back and do two more. That, did, you, did, you get, did you get a better price on the second one? <laughs> heck no. Heck no. And I was 14 years old and they really didn't care uh, too much. They just signed me up and did another couple of surgeries with me to hopefully make me functional, which still didn't work very well. But no, there was no extra, there was no rebate or anything like that along the way. One special, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So, I, I like numbers and I feel like people are into numbers and I know each doctor in each area is different. So you said that, you know, an average knee or back would be a say 50, 50,000 and up, which I, I, that's, that's about right. What would you say for someone that wanted to get, would you say an average for a knee? Would it be like between five or 7,000 for like if they were to do regenerative medicine in average? An oh, average. oh yeah. That's, that, would, that would be a, a good average, and I think that's pretty much holds across the country as far as things go. No, yeah, it does. So it's like seven, let's just say 7,000, 50,000 plus. I mean, if it was me, I'd be like, okay, could you do my knee and my elbow and maybe my, my little bit of back? <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, you know, because yeah. you and I know, well, my insurance is covering it, meaning if they have knee surgery, but it's like, wait a minute. If you really think about it, they're not covering it. That's right. That's a high deductible, $20,000. You have to, I don't know. I, I just, yeah. And, and that's the deductible. And then there's also percentages on top of that and all these exclusions. They're going to bundle things. And they're going to say, I'm not going to cover this. I'm not going to cover that. So therefore, you got to come up with this out of your own pocket. And they don't talk about the add-ons at the end. Oh, they definitely don't. The add-ons then, when you, when you see this, I tell everybody, when you see the clipboard come out after you've had surgery a month later, you're going to the add-ons now. You need a certain type of therapy. You need a certain type of medicine. You need a certain type of this. And then the costs are just astronomical. And that's not even considering the costs of missing work and the time oh. off work along there. So, so if you just take the, the average person that has a, a, a knee replacement type surgery, right. and if they're just ambulatory and trying to go back and forth work just to get back and forth in the car. You're talking minimum six to eight weeks before they're released where they can just start doing some things on their own where they have the ability to get around. With regenerative procedures, you're up and going the next day. That is the key. Is your you don't need a day off? You don't need a day off? Uh, I, I restrict volumes of activity, so I don't want somebody to go off and start trying to jog or anything like that. I've right. restricted well, activities for like six years, <laughs> but, but they're able to go back and forth to work. They're able to perform their, their 
duties around the house, you know, and, and things like that to help out with the family. They're not restricted to a bed. Uh, there's all kinds of complications that have happened as a result of somebody being restricted. My, uh, a friend of mine had a knee replacement not uh, too recently, and she wasn't able to come out to fly out here to Colorado for a variety of different right. reasons. And she had her knee replacement, and she wound up with blood clots as a result of the knee replacement. So then she's got another issue. So she's placed on these uh, anticoagulation medications and plus restricted from her activities. And she's just now bouncing out of that. I mean, there's so many different complications that can happen that don't happen with regenerative procedures. It's definitely worth the pass, and especially with the hmm. increased pain. It really helps out with pain. I got a patient that came to me from uh, its husband and wife because their daughter lives here. They came to visit their daughter. They came from Japan, okay? And he had really bad lungs, really bad COPD to the point that he couldn't get up and walk to the bathroom without being able to, getting short of breath and had to take his oxygen such with him along the way. His wife had rheumatoid arthritis and is stuck in a wheelchair. Two opposite extremes, terrible things going on with them. Anyway, they came in, they were here for a, a week from Japan and we did a few things and did some stem cell with them, sent them back. I heard from their daughter. Daughter says, dad's walking around without his oxygen now over in Japan. Mom is doing rehab and she's doing so much better. Her pain is well controlled. She's got rheumatoid arthritis. That's not going to be fixed overnight, but they're making progress. They're able to go on with their lives. They're able to start doing things that they weren't able to do. And this poor old guy with the lungs, I mean, he was basically a pulmonary cripple where he couldn't, there was so much that he couldn't do just because he couldn't breathe. He couldn't take walks uh, outside with his wife because he, uh, especially during allergy season, he had to be really worried about, about that, that sort of stuff. So there's, there's all kinds of benefits to avoiding all this other uh, medical intervention so that people can have better quality of lives and have a better outcome in the long term. That's what we're looking for. None of this matters if you don't have a good outcome. You know, all these things, saving money, if things aren't going to turn out good, it doesn't matter. What matters is if you get a good or better outcome with less suffering and less expenditure in the long term, you're miles ahead. I love this old saying, it's about feeling gooder. <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, it's, so many people are focused on building their wealth. There's nothing wrong with that. But they're not taking care of their health. And then they build all their wealth. And then all of a sudden, when they have a problem because they haven't been taking care of their, their health, next thing you know, they're spending their wealth on their health. And it's like, you, it, they're supposed to come together. I mean, I see a chiropractor twice a month. You know, I, I, I know for a fact I love, I love alignments. I love to be adjusted. I have a, a small thing of scoliosis, so I have to be on that. Speaking of that, I just got a text from somebody right now, and they're asking, what if they have a small, a little bit of arthritis that's in their, um, in their neck? What would you recommend for something like that? That help that? Do you think stem cells would help with that, or just do therapy because it is arthritis? Yeah. So, it, so it all kinds of depends. So that's where having the the imaging techniques to look at MRI, to look at X-ray, to examine the patient, to be able right. to see what kind of functionality that they have. And if it's just some arthritic changes taking place in the neck as a result of a known trauma, whatever caused it along the way, sometimes even something as as simple as PRP can be done. And I've done Plenty of PRP for patients is fine. That's just pulling off a patient's plasma. We spin the plasma down, 
separate out so that we're pulling off the platelets. The platelets were thought to be just little Ziploc bags um, to uh, help with making clotting. What we know now is those, those little Ziploc bags called platelets are full of growth factors. Mm -hmm. So what I do is we take the blood from the patient, spin it down. I've got a centrifugation process. We separate it out. I take those platelets and I take those growth factors and I inject them right over the areas that injured and then I manipulate it. I adjust it so that things are lined up and things have a, have a chance to heal better. There's plenty of arthritic type issues which respond really well to PRP. The more severe type things, severe type things requiring surgery or the severe type things requiring joint replacement, those are the ones that you have to go to for uh, stem cell and such along the way. What's PRP for the people out there that don't know what PRP is? PRP is platelet-rich plasma, okay? And so we have platelets floating around in all our bodies along the way, and it's what we do is we concentrate those platelets and take them and put them, transport them in the area. So we're taking basically fertilizer and putting it over the area where you want it to heal it. and then align it up and then let it heal. And so PRP is a series of three injections, but, but cost-wise, so if somebody's got just uh, osteoarthritis and we're just going to do PRP, total course of treatment for PRP is about $1,500. $1,500, which is minimal by comparison. So it's not anywhere near as expensive as stem cell. It all depends on the degree of degeneration, which is going on when you go PRP or stem cell. But, but that's an example of somebody with just a little bit of arthritis, how they could get a great benefit out of something like this. Wow, that's amazing. So with that, with the platelets, so let's just say they, they, they just have a minor, just a little bit of uh, um, arthritis in there. Do the platelets start to heal that? Or how does that work? Does it, I don't understand, like would it start to heal that arthritis or what, what does that look like? Right. So the, so the platelets carry these growth factors and the growth factors are there to stimulate the local production because we all make stem cells. We all got stem cells everywhere. And so what, they are, yeah, what they are to do is they're to take those growth factors and paste them on top of the, uh, right. uh, the, the stem cells and get the stem cells then to start doing their job. And the great thing about stem cells, we don't have to tell them what to do. God's already told them what to do. They know what to do if we just give them the environment that they know what to do it with along the way. And so the platelets then tell the stem cells, hey, we need some help repairing this here. And they start proliferating and start secreting other cytokines in order to get that, that area to regenerate, decrease the inflammation, and get more functionality. Amazing. I, I, you know, I almost wanted to do a whole show just talking about PRP. I, I find it very fascinating. And I feel like enough people don't, uh, there's not enough people talking about it, to be honest with you. I hear it more in the doctor realm, talking with my doctors. So with that being said, I'm going to have to have you on the show again, and we're going to talk about PRP. Love to do it. <laughs> These are my I, favorite I, subjects. I much about it. I'm, I hear about it in the circles with doctors, but I don't hear about it online. I don't hear about it on the outer circle. It's, I feel like that this is something that needs to get out more because so many people are just focusing on certain niches because right. certain things, but there's a lot more stuff like PRP and I'm sure there's other stuff that you use. Like I know that you also help people and we'll get into that later. Uh, I know times of the essence, but you help people, you've helped, you have helped people with cancer and stuff like that. So, right. you know, which is a, a whole nother topic, <laughs> but um, you know, I, I, again, Dr. Alexander, I just want to say thank you so much for being here on the show. So watch these awesome videos. Make sure you give Dr. Alex a phone call.
And uh, everyone in the internet land and Dr. Alex, everyone have a great day and God bless you all. Thank you very much, Mark. Thanks, Ray.